Welcome to Hypergen Sales Leaders Podcast, the show that equips you with the cutting edge strategies, wisdom, and inspiration to become a top-notch sales leader in today's ever-evolving business landscape. I'm your host, John Mansour, and each episode will bring you in-depth conversations with sales trailblazers, industry experts, and thought leaders who have mastered the art of leadership and revenue generation. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting your journey, join us as we unlock the secrets to sales success. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Hypergen Sales Leaders Podcast. Joining me today from Toronto, Ontario is Kean Quinlevin Hopkins, who is the VP of Inside Sales for Trend Hunter. And they are really the world's largest trend platform in innovation accelerator. Kean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Yeah, glad you can make it. Would love to hear a little bit of background on your sales journey. A little bit more about Trend Hunter would be great as well, but specifically why sales? How did you land where you are right now? And was it the career choice you wanted or was it a little bit more serendipitous? Uh, it's a bit of both for me, actually. For for most of my like schooling career, I actually just wanted to be a teacher. Uh, and everything I did aligned to that teaching aspect from coaching hockey to teaching swimming to coaching swimming to eventually working at a hockey store. Now I started working at Pro Hockey Life up in Von Mills Mall. You may be familiar with it. And that really got me in front of people doing actual sales and just getting my feet wet. But it was in a commission-free position. So I was able to still anchor myself on the education aspect of the selling process as I felt a lot more benefit when someone left the store feeling educated versus them just having bought a product. I would rather them buy a cheaper product and feel like they got better served than buy the top end product and not get served at all. And so that kind of ingrained that kind of process within me. And then when the opportunity to join Trend Hunter became available, uh, it was something that was a no brainer to me as I had previously transitioned from uh, radio broadcasting actually into sales because it was a little bit broader. So I was doing business management in school and the, al the alignment was just uh, there for me. So when I started Trend Hunter seven years ago now, our sales team was just three people and it was just a nice alignment to, to start going from there. Amazing. And maybe just for the benefit of, of our listenership, just give us a quick rundown on Trend Hunter specifically, what you guys do. For sure, yes. As you mentioned, we're the largest trend spotting platform in the world. We help some of the world's biggest brands develop new ideas and completely shift their AI and innovation processes. We just had our big event, Future Festival, last week, um, which we consider the world's largest innovation summit. We're bringing innovation leaders together from various categories, immersing them with top trends of the year, and helping them figure out what they should be doing moving forward. This year's event was all based around AI, as it's been the huge point of topic for everyone this year. Year. And so a lot of it was making sure that our attendees knew what AI was, what was it capable of, where is it going, and how can they look to take advantage of it moving forward. Gotcha. No, that's very cool. And I was thinking as you're saying that too, just being in your position would be curious to hear what strategies you found to be most effective for generating new leads. Obviously, you got your sales team in place, but what, do you, what have you found to be best practice-wise, most efficient for getting new leads in the pipeline, closing new deals, generally speaking, the entire sales process? For sure. From like a tool perspective, we use Zoom Info, industry standard, lots of phone numbers, which I find is part of the most consistent thing that you need to really drive things forward. I find if you don't have that kind of phone touch point, you're fishing in the ocean a little bit more versus going at things with that kind of 
pinpointed approach. So I find Zoom Info really helps to drive that forward. LinkedIn obviously is a huge aspect for us. We use Sales Navigator pretty in depth, whether that be tracking our different accounts and making sure things are going. But Trendheader as a website also gets millions of views every single month through our front-facing platform, trendheader.com. So we get a ton of inbound leads through our, our white paper downloads or through people coming to Future Festival or people just checking out the website in general. Amazing. In a similar train of thought to like, how do you stay up to date on industry trends, changes? would be curious to hear how you incorporate that knowledge into real-time adaptation, changing your sales strategy when necessary. Uh, mm -hmm. What does that look like? Yeah, we definitely believe that if we're going to be able to tell people what the trends are, we need to be living them ourselves. So we definitely use ourselves as guinea pigs oftentimes. So whether that's running a new workshop for the team to help them develop a new idea, or that's actually testing out one of our new products to actually put into action, or from a culture perspective, just implementing something new to help level up everyone. I think a perfect example, going back to the AI discussion, is that when it became a big thing earlier this year, we then went team-wide as, okay, how can we make sure that everyone's prepared for this wave that's coming? How can we be, how can we position ourselves as the expert when people come to our event later this year? So we spent an entire quarter, about half a day each week, really going deep into what is AI, what is it capable of, how can we level people up, and really giving people various tasks depending on um, what their kind of skill level was. And so that allowed us to really um, hone in on the specific skills we needed to develop people at so they could best take advantage of those various AI tools which led us to discover some phenomenal AI sales tools, which has saved my team an abundance of time at all steps of the process, whether that be populating your CRM, taking notes on sales calls, or writing a follow-up emails. Yeah, amazing. Just had a very similar conversation just about an hour ago with another executive from Salt Lake City. He mentioned something very similar. He said, just take a look at what AI can streamline. If someone does their job in a robotic way, there's a good chance that job can be replaced by a robot or an AI or a mathematical sequence equation or something like that. No, that's amazing. And I think the only thing I would add on that, though, is that we went out of our way to help eliminate some of the fear that people had about being replaced, as I think that's one of the, the scariest things people had to deal with and overcome in this kind of intermediary period was that internal fear of, are they just going to replace me with this new cool tool? So part of it was to help you realize that you're not going to be replaced by AI, but you might be replaced by someone who uses AI. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. It's probably a better way to put it. With that said, too, would be curious to see when building your sales team, what are some of the key attributes you look for in a sales rep, let's say? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, the, the most important things is a really positive attitude, hyper consistency, and a willingness to learn. I think if you have those three things, I can teach you pretty much anything. I find a lot of the skills you have in sales, some people might be more natural at it, but all of them can be developed over time. But I can't teach you to work hard. I can't teach you good habits. If you can't put your good foot, foot forward, then we're going to hit a barrier at some point in your development. But if you can be consistent, be open to learn and, and show with a positive attitude, anything's possible. Absolutely. And, and and what are some of the things, say, you implement perhaps some best practices for your own team when it comes to you have a good quarter, you have a couple good quarters, and it's easy to stay positive, things are going good. But if things slow down for a month or a quarter or whatever the period of time might be, what do you find works best in terms of going back to the drawing board and, and getting everyone realigned? I always like to to refocus their attention, whether they're in a good spree or in a bad spree, 
on the flip side of where it could be? And what was the cause and effect relationship between them? So if they're in a lull, it's like, okay, well, look back to what you were doing when you were being successful and find those habits and be consistent in them and things will come out in the wash. And then on the flip side is if they're in a good point, it's okay, now how can we keep that good point rolling and highlight the last negative point of what were you not doing in here that led to you falling off that, off the rails? So it's just almost flipping their perspective to look at what could you be doing, what's in your control that you can focus on. Because I find a lot of times reps end up worrying about things that are totally out of their control. Is this deal going to close? Are you talking to that deal anymore? Is your Or is your AE handling it? Okay, if your AE is handling it, then go focus on what you can do because it's out of your hands now. And so taking that stress off their mind a little bit is also something I found to be really helpful in those instances. Yeah, no, I really like that point too, just because correlation isn't always equal causation, but the point you hit was for every effect, there's a cause, right? And just finding out the root cause and ultimately not just slapping a bandaid on something, but figuring out fundamentally what should remain the same, what should what should change or adapt might be a better way to put it. But yeah, love that as well. As far as communication, this is something we talk about with all the sales leaders, how you handle communication within your department, cross-collaboration, say between marketing, development, customer management, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And also just taking real-time feedback from prospects and clients to, to refine the product. What are some things you found work best in those avenues? So from the client perspective, I don't have as much visibility to that, but I know we do a lot of surveys and stuff from various clients, whether that be at our events, whether that be once their subscription is finished to obviously figure out ways we can optimize the product moving forward. Where I try to have a feedback loop with my reps has multiple prongs to it. Uh, We have our kind of company mandated kind of feedback points. We have one coming up this week, actually, where it's our mid-year feedback. We have our end-of-year self-assessment, which allows them to reflect on their year. But throughout is more about understanding, okay, where are you going? Where where have you been? And how can I help you achieve what you want to achieve? Um, And there's a lot of places you can go. Sorry, could you just repeat the question a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. So specifically just your thoughts on collaborating effectively between various departments, sales versus marketing development, customer management, whatever it might be with your own team as well. And also just that feedback from clients and prospects. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time, uh, especially since I moved into the VP position of trying to foster the communication between various departments, making sure we're making those kind of communications as smooth and as simple as possible and not overcomplicating the process. Uh, I spent a, a great deal of time blocking information from my reps so that they don't end up in asking more questions than they need to. Uh, and so I find that some of that is is just a matter of knowing what not to tell them and what they need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, makes perfect sense. And another question I'd like to ask too is just the approach you take as a sales leader yourself uh, and also for your team. So I guess there's two ends to the question, but in terms of how you handle the basic work-life balance, what's your approach for yourself? What's your approach for your team? How does that look day to day? Yeah, I'm a big proponent of work-life balance. I actually will tell people to go home if they're working past their hours. It's just from a mental health perspective, it's just not a good way to live if you're just putting every ounce of your being into your work at all times. And so I will live that myself. Uh, I think one of the the things that's most obvious about is people who don't like to take PTO. And I like to make sure that I'm creating a safe space for people to take that PTO. Don't feel like they're being judged or they're going to miss out. I'm just like, no, I've had reps be like, oh, I don't want to take this time off. I'm going to miss all these opportunities. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to miss those opportunities anyways, if you're burning out by the end of the year. So yeah. it's just like, 
those little things of creating that safe environment for them to share. I would also say that Trend Hunter itself does a phenomenal job, in my opinion, of just helping to create that work-life environment, whether that be providing personal days, whether that be providing mental health assistance, whether that be the education assistance that they get. There's just a lot of different things they do to really push our team to be balanced across those things, because a happy worker is going to be a productive worker. Amazing. Yeah, no, that's a really balanced approach uh, and super important as well. Would be curious to get your perspective on advice in general you would have for aspiring sales leaders specifically, and then things you might foresee as being the biggest challenges facing your industry and perhaps sales leaders, sales teams more broadly. But I guess first, like what if you have any advice for aspiring sales leaders, I would love to hear it. Uh, I think that my advice for inspiring sales leaders is to have open ears and to take advice from Simon Sinek and the idea of leaders speak last. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest impacts on my kind of leadership journey was that I know when I first stepped into a leadership position, I felt like my voice needed to be heard. I felt like I needed to be in front and leading from the front. But I've actually found now that it's actually more impactful to take a back seat sometimes and let it play out in front of you, take all perspectives before impacting those around you and understanding the impact your voice has as a leader in that room and how much you can influence their decisions one way or another. And so by sitting and waiting, allows you to get a truer perspective of the room before then influencing it in direction. I think that would probably be the best piece of advice I can give to an aspiring sales leader. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And then I guess we'll be curious to see Within your industry, so like market research more broadly speaking, mm. but yeah, what are some of the challenges you guys are facing now? What do you think are going to be the biggest hurdles or opportunities for innovation as well? We'd love to hear that. Yeah, I think the biggest hurdles we're facing right now, I think are similar to a lot of organizations in that a lot of the big companies are tightening the purses right now. Recession might be around the corner. Obviously, the world's in a, in a weird place at the moment. And so there's a lot of uncertainty in the market and you're seeing that in the purses of the big dogs. And there's def that's definitely something we're needing to be navigating through, but it's also an understanding that that's not going to last forever. So we got to be prepared for when that does open back up. And as far as then how we're going to do that, I would double back on AI. AI will be the thing that changes the world over the next two to three years. And I truly believe anyone who's not using it is going to get left behind. And the earlier someone adopts it, the more impact it's going to have. Like the depth of my AI knowledge has changed from January to today has just astounds me sometimes. And some of the capabilities out there for various sales tools are just so incredible for every aspect, whether that be email crafting or live cold call coaching or note taking or Salesforce population or email follow-ups or everything in between. AI can accelerate those processes. And so what you can get done with 10 people, now you can get done with three people, you know, you can get done with one. And yeah, that's the biggest disruption coming for us and, and everyone else. Absolutely. And a great point for sure. Kian, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate oh. the insights. John, it was a pleasure.